this is an interview that you will absolutely love. It's about Jackie Brewster, who is um, a master of the Enneagram, and she counsels people. She meets with people. She's written books. She's on she's on Instagram. You can find her, and she has developed a wonderful way for people to be able to get into the Enneagram, take their assessment test, and then learn more about themselves as they grow in the Lord. You're going to want to sit back, relax, grab a glass of iced tea or a cup of coffee because you won't want to miss this episode. Continue with me and let's listen to Jackie. A lot of people don't know what Enneagram is all about, so we're going to be asking you how it fits into our lives, how we get um, into it, and and how all the ins and outs about it. But first of all, I want to make sure that you know who's sitting beside me. This is my wonderful husband, Mark Eaton. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you guys. So uh, how did you get into this? What what yep. made you get into the Enneagram? About 13 years ago, I was on a walk with my girlfriend. And I have got four children. And at that time, my twins were um, babies. Little, they were... They were walking babies, but they were tiny. And uh, and so we go for this walk, and she's got her little girl sitting in the stroller, eating her goldfish, probably reading a book. Everything's perfect. And my twins are in my double running stroller, punching each other, pulling each other's hair, you know, and then somehow they get out of the stroller and they're running in different directions. And so my girlfriend is just looking at me like, oh my gosh. And I agree. Oh my gosh. And that was kind of a snapshot of my world at that time. Uh, And so that evening she messaged me and said, Hey, I just want you to know, I'm going to send you this book. Um, I think you're going to love it. And so I want to get lost in anybody's, you know, any story that's not my own, let's do it. So I was like, so excited about this. And then three days later, this book comes in the mail. And so that was the first, that was the beginning of it. And I took the Enneagram test and, um, in the book and, I tested as an Enneagram 8, but I'm actually not an Enneagram 8. I'm actually an Enneagram 7. As I did the testing um, and then started to read more and more and more about it, the motivations behind the Enneagram 7 matched with my heart longing and my childhood messaging and, you know, why I do what I do and where I get stuck and um, all this kind of thing. So I started the journey there and then just kept digging and reading and exploring I'm a nine and spent 26 years in an abusive marriage. And here I am trying to be a peacemaker and of all things of, of, of all of my siblings, I was the only one that hadn't divorced. And so I was going to make this thing work. And so instead of standing up for myself, which the Lord finally told me to do, why don't you do something? And, um, I was like from the very beginning, the baby of the family. And so I let other people take care of me. And so it was like the Lord said, you do something. You stand up for yourself instead of trying to be the peacemaker and try to see if this is all going to work out. You know what I think too, uh, around the nine, like there's a difference between peacekeeper and peacemaker. And so when we're in the peacekeeper mode of our personality, we're just trying to figure this thing out. But with peacemaker, there's movement inside of that maker. And so when you actually felt like, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to get out of this thing. You, that is the true beauty of peacemaker here. You are 
you you are moving towards peacemaker for you instead of peacekeeper for that situation. I was raised with Reba McIntyre. And if you think Reba's big, you should see my brother older than her and the sister older than him. Uh, they are loud. They are boisterous. They have an opinion. They're blunt and they're outgoing. And when I'm in their presence, it's like I don't exist because mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm the baby still. Mm-hmm. And yet my cry is, and Mark has helped me to know that this is true in my life, that I need to stand up for myself. I need to be heard. Even in a text, you know, mm-hmm. well, us four will be speaking in a text and they'll respond to the, the, the three will respond, but they don't respond to mine. And it's like, here I am again, the youngest of the three, trying to keep up, trying to be heard. Right. And most people wouldn't even notice it, but I notice it because I want to be included. And their idea is to feel seen and heard and to be loved and appreciated. Personality um, gets developed as early as the age of two. Our coping strategies around like, how do I keep myself safe? How do I get my love? How do I get love? How do I get my needs met? So those, those basic human needs, they're from the get-go. It's cradle to grave. We're always thinking about how do I get love? How do I get my, you know, my needs met? How do I keep myself safe? But around two, we start to develop patterns of behavior um, around how do we do this within our family units. And so from here, if we're really paying attention and I, I look for patterns within the Enneagram, um, I feel like that's all I do all day long. It's like, I'm listening and hearing and trying to see like, what's going, what, what is be, what's below the surface? What are you not telling me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's tripping you up, you know? And so as we begin to uncover those patterns, we become aware of, um, what's happening in our own world. Yeah. Right. And the other thing about a nine, and this has been revealed in me so much, and I think it's just interesting towards our, for our uh, listeners, is that I stay busy, busy, busy all the time so that I don't have to contend with what's inside of me. Yes. You know? Yes. I, I feel that to the core as a seven. Mm -hmm. The heart behind why I do what I do with the Enneagram is to help people uncover and discover parts of themselves so that they can actually see what's keeping them from a deeper relationship with the Lord, what's keeping them from deeper connection in relationship with other human beings, what's keeping them um, trapped in pain or um, trapped in, in parts of their story. And so I really think like awareness is the first step. So we have to become aware, aware of our own self. And then we have to acknowledge and we have to acknowledge the role that we play in our own story. Not that not everybody else's role they play us, but what is the role we play in our own story? And so when we can begin to see those patterns of behavior, we can really begin to make some sense of like, this is why I'm doing this, or this is where this stems from. And then with that awareness, that acknowledgement, if we can acknowledge it, we can change it. If you can feel it, you can heal it, you know? Um, And oftentimes we end up repeating what we don't repair. So we just end up in a loop in a loop, in a loop, and we can't figure it out. And I think the Enneagram is a tool for us to be able to use to shine some light on, on that loop. If we are willing to look at ourselves, the ugly, the, the, you know, it does point out some beautiful parts too. Um, but oftentimes we go right to the ugly, right to the exposing, right to the negative. And that's the beauty of it. And that's what creates the, the intimacy with couples Mm -hmm. 
and friends that we all want, but are simultaneously afraid of okay. at some level. And uh, I think you've done a great job at hitting the motivational aspect of the Enneagram as opposed to a strength finder or so many of those others that say this is the way you are. And we tend to using those as a defense. This is the way I am. And here's why you get used to it. And this becomes a hammer uh, instead of something that's humbling. Oh, I love that. Yeah. This is not a tool for you to say, this is just who I am. Mm. This is a tool that um, you, I want you to pull it away from you and say, why? Why yep. am I this yep. way? Yep. Yeah. I know that this will help many of our readers to understand what you were talking about on the Jesus Calling podcast mm-hmm. and give them a little bit more depth into um, how to know themselves and why I do these things and how can I stop doing some things and how can I capitalize or make myself better on the upside mm-hmm. of my number? Uh, how do people get involved with this? What would you say is the first step to get involved? So I think I love a narrative approach, but I think that that's confusing for people that don't know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. as a narrative approach. And that is just um, a reading and learning and investigating and searching and exploring mm-hmm. uh, for yourself. But that. Know. That that was that would be great, right? If we could all do that. But the reality is, um, we probably need an easier entry point. And I would suggest an enneagram test. I really like the Ready test. R H E T I. You can look that up online. I like that test. There is a cost to it. Um, I trust that test. Um, now, when it comes to enneagram tests, any type of personality test, nothing is going to be a hundred percent because it's not a blood test. And so, it's a starting point for you to be able to begin to explore. Um, is this true about me? So just because you read it, it doesn't mean you take it on like sticky notes and stick it all over yourself and start acting this way. Uh, It's really a tool for um, discovery and exploration. So we're going to uncover and discover parts of ourselves and our story and maybe, uh, you know, start to dig around on the, what has caused me to do this or why do I act this way or where does this stem from? And so um, when you're, when you take a test and you start to read, it usually gives you like the top three numbers. And I would want you to read about those three numbers with an open mind and ask yourself uh, what most resonates with you. And we're looking, we're looking at motivation, not behavior. So what what is the motivation behind your behavior when we, when we look at the Enneagram? That's true. Well, Jackie, we are so glad that you joined us on the podcast today. And um, we always ask our the people that are guests to read an excerpt from Jesus Listens. And what I have learned about this book is that it hits you where you are today. If you would share with us this prayer from Sarah Young as she addresses the Father um, and the Savior, I, I would appreciate it. How thankful I am to be a child of God. <laughs> Just gets me, sorry. <laughs> Someday I will see you as you are. I'll be face to face with you in glory. Now, however, I am in training, putting on the new self and being made new in the attitude of my mind. Although my new self is being conformed to your image, I'm thankful that this process doesn't arrest the essence of who I am. On the contrary, the more I become like you, the more I develop into the unique person you created me to be. In your regal name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Father, I pray for Jackie. Lord, I pray that uh, she'll continue to walk through the doors that you open. Lord, I pray for her family, her husband, the unity that they have together there in in Tennessee. And Lord, just continue to uh, bring her around the books that you want her to author that helps so many people, Father. We love you and praise you for this time that we've gotten to know Jackie. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We're so glad that you joined us on Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer with Jackie Brewster. Be sure to pick up her new book, The Enneagram and Your Marriage. It will likely encourage you in many, many ways. We'll be back again with another episode and another guest. But until then, always remember that Jesus hears you, He cares for you, and He's just a prayer away. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton for Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer, and we'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on social media and on the Jesus Calling podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep up with our weekly audio episodes and special monthly series like this one. And be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling channel on YouTube, where you'll find the video version of this interview. Thanks for listening.